Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is on the air. Never send to know for whom the bell tolls. It tolls for thee. Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is a call to arms for those American patriots who, in the tradition of our founding fathers, will stand up now to defend the Constitution and the liberties that it guarantees to each citizen, to each of us. That is our mission, to explain in a clear and concise manner the direct effect of each issue on the individual, on you personally not some anonymous being in a distant place, and to define in no uncertain terms the consequences of inaction. Let the battle begin. This is Dr. Dan, and this is my New Year's monologue for 2024. It is the last few days of 2023. And it's time to take a hard look at where America stands. Two years ago, in November 2020, the leftist authoritarians corrupted and stole the national election, fueling a runaway train of rules, regulations, and laws to destroy our nation and enslave we the people. Unless you are Rip Van Winkle, fast asleep for the past 20 years, you know very well that we are in the final stages of a hundred-year war, and we are on the losing side. The global elite, using their enormous wealth, have bought and paid for the vast majority of elected and appointed officials in Washington, D.C., using the corrupt judiciary that they also own. They have used every dishonest means, legal and illegal, to further their agenda to impose one world governance under their leadership and the banishment of the United Nations. Sun Tzu teaches us that knowing your enemy's motivation, intentions, goals, methods, and capabilities is essential for victory. Authoritarians have only one very obvious goal. They intend to rule the world and all its inhabitants to satisfy their own personal greed and lust for power. For decades, They have successfully used the Hegelian dialectic, thesis, antithesis, and synthesis to force their congressional opponents to accept legislation and regulations that impose on all of us a compromise that favors the collectivist agenda. Their unholy alliances with corporations Lawyers and the federal judiciary allow them to corrupt the processes of government and evade oversight and punishment for illegal 
and traitorous activity. A century of success has allowed the American progressive movement to grow and become like the mythical Hydra. We have become relegated to chopping off arms while the vital core remains invincible. For each one we disable, two new ones grow. The socialist movement had modest beginnings with Karl Marx's Communist Manifesto. When Marx died, there were only nine people in attendance at his funeral. It is difficult and a slow process for a small group of adherents to spread revolutionary ideas, regardless of their general appeal. The entire concept of Marxism would probably have died with him were it not for British intelligentsia like George Bernard Shaw and the Fabian Socialist Society. Shaw and his colleagues visited America in the early 20th century, finding audience and favor with the wealthy industrialists, many of whom favored expansion of government power for their own benefit and were willing to spend their fortunes to influence elections and, therefore, federal policy. The growth of American liberalism became constant and relentless when social activists with unlimited moral constraints were funded by wealthy elitists seeking global power. Liberals are users, adept at taking advantage of people who are blinded by a desire for money and power and using any crisis, real or fabricated, to advance their agenda. For example, climate change is real and has been a constant potential threat since our planet was formed. We should now be evaluating strategies to adapt to whatever change does occur. Instead, liberals have created the hoax that humanity can modify Earth's climate, caused by cosmic factors beyond our control, by adopting plans that will lead to a decreased standard of living, mass starvation, disease, and death for millions. Who profits? The global elite, who financially benefit directly, and whose money and power insulate them from harm. It's not as if we weren't warned repeatedly that the American socialists were working to destroy America from within. In 1958, Cleon Skousen wrote The Naked Communist, a book outlining the Communist Party's 45-point plan to destroy the American family, morality, and economy from the inside without war. How could we all have excused or ignored what was happening all around us? Conservatives have a lot to learn. For decades, most of us have ignored the constant manipulation of events leading to our loss of freedom. 
When life is good, as it was for so many of us in the last half of the 20th century, it was easy to sit back and enjoy life. The election of Barack Obama finally woke most of us up to the realization that what had been going on for decades had been going on right under our very noses. By that time, the 45 goals had been met and two generations of our children had been dumbed down and successfully brainwashed. As we look back to 2024, we once again hear that this election is the most important ever. Well, of course it is. But every past election was also the most important ever. We just didn't act like it. We were too busy to realize what was being stolen from us. And now we face an additional dilemma. The election process itself has been so corrupted that we cannot verify the accuracy of any vote count. It would be easy to throw in the towel and accept defeat, but I won't do that. And I am counting on the presence of hardcore patriots who will never give up fighting for our constitutional republic and the individual freedom it guarantees to each of us. We must be the modern-day Minutemen who answer the call to duty, stand up, and fight for freedom. After our commercial break, we will return with my special guest from the past, who will hopefully inspire each of us to become an activist for freedom in 2024. This is Dr. Dan. It is my honor and privilege to introduce my guest on Freedom Forum Radio, Samuel Adams, member of the Loyal Nine, leader of the Sons of Liberty, and signer of the Declaration of Independence. My name is Samuel Adams. Yes. The Samuel Adams, one of your founding fathers. I know exactly what is going on in America today. You folks have gotten weak, fat, and lazy. Too much of the good life, I imagine. You have allowed a bunch of neo-royalist thieves to abolish the Bill of Rights and steal your freedom. And they won't stop until every one of you is enslaved to their stupid collectivist vision. You have led the royalty back in after we unceremoniously threw them out. I ran into King George last week and he couldn't stop laughing at me. I am truly pissed off. In fact, I have been spinning in my grave so long, I guess I drilled my way to the surface. So, here is a little about me. I was born in Boston, Massachusetts, on September 27, 1722. I was privileged to attend Boston Latin School and Harvard College where I learned from the writings of John Locke that all people were born with unalienable natural law rights and that moral government was based on the consent of the governed. 
My master's degree thesis in 1743 explored the legality of resisting the authority of the British king. You could say that I signed on to the age of reason with a true passion. In 1748, I inherited my father's business after he passed away, but I wasn't very good at running it. After it went bankrupt, I became a city tax collector, but my poor skill at keeping financial records led to significant discrepancies and deficits. A cynic might say I was a politician in training, but I would disagree. Although I was not proficient with numbers, it turns out I was skilled at writing. My early articles advised my fellow colonists about the importance of protecting their individual freedom. I really hit my stride when King George imposed onerous taxes on us to pay for his seven-year war. We colonists had no representation in British government, so I condemned this taxation without representation, as a violation of our rights. I wrote scores of newspaper articles under pen names, attacking the British, and I also pressured Boston merchants to boycott British goods. I was elected to the Massachusetts House of Representatives in 1765, but I soon realized that outright activism against British rule was the only way to gain our freedom. I often met with a secret group of patriots called the Loyal Nine which was the nucleus of what became the Sons of Liberty. Now that is one group of guys that I am really proud of. I knew that it does not take a majority to prevail, but rather an irate, tireless minority, keen on setting brush fires of freedom in the minds of men. That is what I told the Loyal Nine and our Sons of Liberty brothers became a grassroots group of instigators and provocateurs in colonial America. We used extreme civil disobedience, threats, and in some cases actual violence to intimidate loyalists and outrage the British government. We were radicals for freedom, and our goal was to push moderate colonial leaders into a confrontation with the Crown. You might say I was a member of the very first Tea Party group. In fact, on December 16, 1773, the Sons of Liberty boarded three ships in Boston Harbor and threw 45 tons of tea into the icy water. The event was called the Boston Tea Party. By this time, the British had about enough of me and my Sons of Liberty brothers. So, they sent General Gage to Lexington with orders to seize guns and military supplies of the colonists and, according to some, to arrest John Hancock and me. At Northbridge in Concord, our Minutemen finally engaged the British. It was indeed the shot heard round the world. Our American War of Independence had begun, the upstart colonists of the New World taking on England the major superpower of the old world, in order to establish the principles of natural law rights and freedom for each individual. As a delegate to the Continental Congress, I signed the Declaration of Independence, but I just could not sit quietly by when some of my fellow colonists sided with King George. In fact, it got my knickers in such a knot that I said to those traitors, if you love wealth better than liberty the tranquility of servitude better than the animating contest of freedom, 
go home from us in peace. We ask not your counsels or arms. Crouch down and lick the hands which feed you. May your chain set lightly upon you, and may posterity forget that you were our countrymen. I would have used some stronger four-letter words, but they had not been invented yet. I guess I could say the same things to you folks as well, and I implore you to heed my warnings and the wisdom of my experience. So here goes. Among the natural rights of the colonists are these, first, a right to life, secondly, to liberty, thirdly, to property, together with the right to support and defend them in the best manner they can. These are evident branches of, rather than deductions from, the duty of self-preservation, commonly called the first law of nature. The Constitution shall never be construed to prevent the people of the United States who are peaceable citizens from keeping their own arms. There can be no property in that which another can of right take from us without our consent. Shame on the men who can court exemption from present trouble and expense at the price of their own posterity. But, of course, this stuff is all part of the Bill of Rights that was all supposed to be protected and secured to you by the Constitution we fought and died to give you. You have judges, bureaucrats, and lawyers making law instead of Congress, a direct violation of Article 1 Section 1 and in many cases illegally amending the Constitution. You have bureaucrats making rules and regulations that steal property rights from citizens. You have judges and bureaucrats violating every due process and property right imaginable including habeas corpus, stealing land and putting citizens in prison without a hearing or a trial. You are allowing these traitors to amend the constitution without following the rules clearly spelled out in Article 5. I could go on, but I have just one more opinion to give you. Grow a spine get off the sofa, stop your whining, and start a revolution like we did. We already showed you how to do it. Now it is your turn. This is Dr. Dan, and that was my New Year's monologue for 2024. This year, and every year thereafter, each of you must learn how to stand up and say, I will not comply with your unconstitutional rules, laws, and regulations that steal and abolish my freedom. Defy tyranny and trust in freedom. And that concludes another episode of Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum. Join the battle on our website, www.drdansfreedomforum.com. The right to own private property that cannot be arbitrarily confiscated by the government is the moral right and constitutional basis for individual freedom. Call me the mischief. Call me the wind. Call me the hoodoo. That gift I sing. Call me the Choctaw. Call me the Mojo Man. And call them Money Waters. 
people I just love to hear that old man sing. Yeah, when I play the hoochie-coochie man, I get joy in everything. Everything, everything, everything gonna be all right this morning. Once you hear Dr. Dan, weekends on WJRB 95.1 FM, you'll know he's right. Really, this is a nation that is built upon the concept of private property ownership. As a matter of fact, the right to own private property that cannot be arbitrarily confiscated by the government is the moral and constitutional basis for individual freedom. Catch Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum Saturday mornings at 8 a.m. and 9.30 a.m. and again Sundays at 2.30 p.m. and 7 p.m. on News Talk 95.1.